You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hey, welcome to hour number two. This week's game sponsor is Independent Health. Independent Health is an official health and wellness partner of the Buffalo Bills. Bills, Jets is what we're talking about. And we are asking you at 803-0550 what will be a key to a Bills victory over the Jets. And we're going to jump on the tweet sheet to get things rolling right now. Tweet sheet is always brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. Jeremy leads us off there, and he says, finding an answer for the Jets' D-line. The offense wasn't able to find their rhythm after the half in the last meeting. Hopefully that is cleaned up and they can stay on script. Yeah, as we said in the last hour of the show, the Jets' front four is kind of the key to their whole defensive approach, and they roll eight, nine guys through, much like the Bills have for years under Coach Frazier. They're doing the same thing now, and they had their way with Buffalo's offensive line the first time. I mean, Josh got sacked five times. The run game had a struggle to get yards on a consistent basis. So, yeah, finding an answer to the D-line would be a good solution. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That is the engine of this game um, for the Jets. They've got a young quarterback. They're trying to get through this game. Um, They are – they had – they. Played extremely well against the Bills last time out, and it was all fueled by their ability to get after Josh. Uh, let's face it, Josh is the is the engine that runs the Bills' offense. Everything goes through him. Now he can distribute the ball, no question about it. But without Diggs, and if they've got a corner like Sauce Gardner who wants to at least curtail Diggs' ability to get targets, all of a sudden the Bills are in a hole yeah. that they had struggled to get out of, and that's exactly what happened the last time they played. But it's almost like... The last three weeks, the Bills have used those three games as a run-up to this one by trying to diversify their offense with a more potent rushing attack, and the production has been there. And in their last three games, it's been three of their four highest rushing attempt total games of the season. And I think it's due in part because they know if they're going to beat this Jets defense or have an answer for them, a defense that can get after the passer and can cover on the back end with two solid corners that they're not afraid to put on an island in man coverage, you better have a running game as as an answer to whatever they're throwing at you because if you can run on this defense, which, you know, the Jets 12th against the run this season, so they're pretty good against the run. They're not great. There are two teams. There are two teams that have held the Bills to under 20 points all year. The Dolphins held them to 19 and the Jets held them to 17. Yeah, They lost both those games. Um, that's the only time 
that the Bills have been held under 24 points all seasons in those two games. Um, that tells you all you need to know about what the, yeah. what's important. But I mean, they've Bills, been uh, they've been gearing up to get this run game going, Steve. And I like to think that they've diverse. They probably feel they've diversified their offense to the point where, if the Jets are you know thwarting their passing attack, that at least they have something else to turn well, to. Uh, also, they could you know they it might give the Jets one more thing to think about before they actually just pin their ears back and run after Josh. Um, if you can, if you got, if they got to bear up in the run game first and then rush the passer, it makes a big difference uh, in the passing game. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, that you're right. The Bills have made a concerted effort and done a nice job in balancing out their attack. Uh, and I think what was it? It was it the was it the Giants game? Was it the Browns game where they ran more than they threw it for maybe one of the few times in the season? Um, yeah, that's huge. Don't know that that's going to hold up this game, but the fact that they're they've got to feel more confidence in their run game is going to go a long way towards giving them a better ch- shot offensively at scoring more than just 17 points they did last yeah, time. The game plan is always going to be different from one week to the next because the opponent is different from one week to the next. You know what they what they think is going to work against the Jets is probably in sharp contrast to what they thought was going to work against the Patriots. But still, in all, I think what they've put on tape the last three weeks with respect to their run game forces opponents like the Jets to think about something else besides just Josh Allen in the passing game. And for me, that's 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 nothing to sneeze at. I think it's I think it's more for the Jets to prepare for. And that's a good thing. Do you th- yeah, yeah, I don't think it's coincidence either. I'm like you. I think it's been a concerted effort yeah. by the offense to put that on tape and show teams the Bills willingness and commitment to being a little bit more balanced and taking a little starch out of the yeah. Out of the quest for Josh Allen. By Can't defenses. just pin your ears back anymore. Right. Joe on the tweet sheet says, defense, get off the field on third and long. Offense, control time of possession and keep up the red zone efficiency like the last couple of games. Finally, no Chris Brown predictions that we will smoke them. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going near it. Was that that game? Was that the it game? Was that it game. was the game. I, I just, <clears throat> look, I at the beginning of the season, I was saying, hey, the Jets are going to win seven games this year. And people looked at me like I had seven heads. They're already at seven wins. I mean, they could get to eight or nine, maybe even ten. You know, they got to win. They they really got to get it in gear here these last five weeks. Um, And their strength of schedule is pretty good, too. And, you know, the Bills have a pretty strong schedule left, and so do the Jets. So do the Dolphins, for that matter. But the Jets are in the playoff hunt, no question about it. Yeah. And they've got good reason to feel like they're going to stay there. I think the Detroit game is a sneaky game. For the Jets' remaining schedule, that that's going to be a tough out. Bill saw firsthand yeah. how tough that Lions squad is. They play hard for Dan Campbell, and they've got an offense that can go. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins in their first attempt, first uh, meeting. They beat the Bills in their first meeting, but they got swept by the Patriots. By the Patriots, so they got the th- this Bills game for them is enormous. Then they got Detroit, Jacksonville, uh, which you got to think they they're going to win be, win those games. At Seattle is going to be tough. But then they've got to go to Seattle, and then they've got to go to Miami. Uh, that, I mean, if the Bills play their cards right and they have the division locked up, Week 18, Jets at Miami could determine the wild card. Who's in diggity. and who's out. Boom diggity. That's a big one. I, but the Bills got a whole And those serve. two teams historically it's hate a, each other. Yeah. and uh, yeah. Well, People talk about the Bills-Dolphins thing, you know, that happened with Kelly and Marino. Right. The Jets-Dolphins thing has been going on a lot longer than that. Sure. Those two teams 
hate each other. Yeah. Now, the Patriots thing may have eclipsed it for a bunch of us. You know, sure. We, we've talked for years about the Bills-Dolphins rivalry, and it got eclipsed by the Patriots' dominance over the Bills for like 20 years. Same with the Jets. The Jets hated the Dolphins forever, and then all of a sudden the Belichick thing came into play, and, you know, Jets fans loathed the Patriots. The AFC East was united in its loathing of the Patriots, but so it pushed all the other. But there's some history there, too. And this it's really going to be an interesting last five weeks of the season, but the paramount for Bills fans, obviously they got to win out, and starting with these division games, the Jets and the Dolphins, and, and of course, the Patriots in Week 18. But, man, oh, man. You're right. It's and I, it's, it, it contributes to what I said in the first segment of the show out at the top. Man, it is the tension in NFL locker rooms is palpable at this time of year because everybody wants to play. Not everybody can play. Not everybody feels good enough to play. And you're living with these injuries trying to get ready to go. And it's and it's not there's just not enough time. Yeah. And it, the tension is is mounting for a lot of these teams, particularly teams like the Jets and the Dolphins who are in the wild card spot and you got to ch- you can win your way in if you can win your way in but you're not 100% and it and it's awful to be in that position. Mark on the tweet sheet says good run defense getting the ball to our playmakers 88 needs to be involved Motor and Cook need to take pressure off of Josh. I think we've already seen that in action. We saw it last week against the Patriots. I mean Motor and James Cook had 32 and 33 snaps, respectively. Cook went over 100 total yards from scrimmage, had six catches. And we saw Singletary, Singletary's done it too, you know, playing a role in the check down passing game. Uh, I think they realized that they had to fill the void left by Cole Beasley, who was always open and was the safety valve option for Josh Allen in the passing game. That has not been properly replicated by a receiver alone, due in part to Jamison Crowder's injury, Isaiah McKenzie. You know, it hasn't really been filled the same way by him. And so I almost feel like it's a group effort between McKenzie, James Cook, and then, you know, fill in Singletary or Naheem Hines, to, right. you know, pick your flavor there in the check down passing game. What about Knox, though, Steve? I mean, he had that I'm, nice game against the Browns a few weeks ago, seven catches, 70 yards, but those performances just seem fewer and further between. And yeah, it's pro- I, partially because he's in blocking a lot. Yeah, I think a little bit of that is offensive line problems and issues and protection issues and, and you know, run game issues. But I think Dawson Knox, if, if you know him, I, think, I don't think they've asked him. Yeah. And that, you know, certainly you can point to a, a drop here and there that have, but it's, I don't think that's, I don't think it's been him, I guess is what it's, I think it's yeah. been the offense and the direction they've taken. Uh, certainly you look at Gabe Davis and you look at uh, Isaiah McKenzie, they haven't, I was, I'm surprised more by them than I am the Dawson Knox thing. Uh, but I think Dawson Knox is there when you need him but I don't think they've needed him as much as we think they might have. And certainly there have been times when their offense doesn't do anything or somebody else needs to help. Okay. But, you know, that cat, that game against Cleveland that you mentioned, I think is proof positive that if they wanted him to be a bigger part of it, all they got to do is call his number. Yeah. And I don't think they're doing that. I think he's always been second, third yeah. option. I think, 
I think fans watching this team became so accustomed to a reliable number one, number two option in the passing game, that, of course, being Diggs and Beasley, that now that there isn't a truly defined number two option in the passing game, it's kind of been a mishmash of different guys. Maybe it's one guy one week, somebody else another week. Like, perfect example, Dawson knocks seven for 70 against the Browns. The next week, it's McKenzie, six for 95 and a touchdown against the Lions. So it's it's either one guy steps up in a given week or it's a collective group of production behind Diggs. And I think it's a different – it just puts a different complexion on the passing game that I don't know if Bills fans are completely accustomed to yet. And And maybe that's why Mark is saying 88 needs to be more involved. You know what I mean? I I don't know that it's – it might have more to do with the relationship between Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey than it does anything to do with Dawson Knox. I think Dorsey's still trying to – you know, I I think without Dig, without Beasley – and when they've got these guys trying to grow into this role and you got a new offensive coordinator, uh, I think this is part of what is going to look different about the offense going forward. It's not like I don't think Ken Dorsey knows how to use a tight end. I think he does. But I think he's his play selection and the way he's thinking has left you know Dawson Knox a lot of times on the outside looking in just because of the way the game and the way he sees the game. And Josh is a guy who's, uh, and I think Josh and his relationship with Ken Dorsey works into that, where they're gonna they're focusing on the guys who are giving them production, in, like Steph Diggs, um, and they've tried to get their running backs involved more. And I think they're still looking for a solid big time number two, whether it's the tight end or the running back or the number two receiver in Gabe Davis. And they've given everybody a chance to do it, and nobody's really said, "Okay, this is mine. I'm doing it." <clears throat> one game here, one game there, maybe but not on a consistent basis. And I think that has as much to do with Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen, the way they see the game together and how they want to call the game and how it has fallen thus far in the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any question that, though, with some self-scouting, they're going to look at themselves and go, man, we got to spread it around a little more. Jimmy on the tweet sheet says, quick passing attack. Don't let their D-line get in a rhythm. Quick slants, wide receiver screens, quick outs, 10 passes to every one run. <laughs> Split out our running backs to maximize mismatches. Oh, and maybe throw to Knox more than once. Bills 34, Jets 17. There's another person that thinks Knox is being underutilized. I will remind everybody, Knox at the end of the season had 49 receptions. Now, nine of them went for touchdowns which, you know, kind of maximized his exposure, you know, within the scope of the offense. Right now he's got 33 receptions with five games to play. So what is that? Three That's receptions like a, a game. little less than three catches a game. So if he has another 15, it's going to be right where he was last year, 48 catches. So yeah. I think, again, the absence of Beasley has people pressing and saying, Hey, get this guy more involved. Oh, this guy should be doing more. Where's our number two option you know, after digs? You know, it's been a collective committee effort more than anything else. And I think people are wondering, well, is a second guy going to be a defined guy every week? Maybe it's better that there isn't one. Right. Maybe the Bills are harder to defend in the passing game because of it. Maybe. Um, maybe. We'll see. I, I still think, though, and, we've, and we heard it in the early tweets on our tweet sheet, and I, I agree with him. We've been talking about it all week. The Jets' D-line is the one thing that is the 
is the boogeyman for this yeah. game. That's why 10 passes to every <clears throat> one run is probably not the way you want to go here. Yeah, you want to run it a little bit more than D, that, or they're going to be teeing off on Josh. Their D-line is the scary monster of this game for the Bills' offense. All right, break time for us when we come back. Fresh off the field, Xavier Rhodes in studio here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and pleased to be joined now in studio by Bills cornerback Xavier Rhodes, who is our fresh off the field interview this week, which is brought to you as always by Austin Air, the official clean air provider of the Buffalo Bills. Xavier, man, it's like you got here. There was like a little hiccup there with an injury. Then you're working your way back, and then bang, you're on the active roster, and then bang again, you're in the lineup. Like, I mean, I know you've seen a lot in your time in the league. I mean, you're a 10-year vet and everything, but how was that kind of – that was a new transition, right? It's a little different than what you used to in terms of ramping up for a season. Yeah, I mean, it was was something to uh, get accustomed to. But um, mentally, I had to fight myself throughout, 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 you know, and uh, tell myself, you know, trust the process, trust yeah. myself, trust my technique, trust my teammates. So, yeah, I told you, it's always uncomfortable until you come to a new place and all of a sudden you're hurt. Now you can't contribute. Now you're just kind of like, all right, I got to get ready. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't feel like you can contribute right away and show the guys how much you can. Now that you're, you can get on the field, and I was teasing you before we came on, but you've got some, let's finger quote, experience. But you're in a room. <laughs> you're in a room with some young dudes, yeah, uh, like Christian Benford and Kyrie Elam. But you also have Trey, Trey mm-hmm. Tredavious over there as well. It's got to be a really good, nice mix. Yes, man. Um, you, you would be amazed on how the room is. You have guys that's, that's young in year one and year two, and you have guys that's in year ten and year five or six or seven. It's like a mixture of everything. But we all connect. We all come together, we all understand one another. And having a group of guys like that, man, it's, I mean, the sky's the limit. You know, and I, I feel good in this group. Yeah. I know that you've probably crossed paths with Trey before just by the length of time you've been in the league, the length of time he's been in the league. But his teammates always talk about how the vibe is different when he's on the practice yeah, field. Now, yeah. you saw him getting ready for a while. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the last couple of weeks, and not only on the practice field, on the game field, too, mm-hmm. there's a vibe to him. Mm-hmm. What's it like lining up with him, whether it's practice or a game? Does he just make it fun? Or yes. what, what is it about his vibe, if you can it's explain it from a teammate word, perspective? He just fun. He makes it fun. He makes you feel comfortable. He makes you happy. Um, he just makes you don't think about the thing that happened previous. You know, he keeps you looking to what's present and the future, you know. and um, Next play. And next play, basically, you know. So and that's, the, that's a good leader to have on your team that's going to keep a smile on your face when you're looking down and holding your head down. He's going to come to you, tell you a joke, or tell you what you need to work on, but in, most, in, the, most positive, in the most positive way. So you've been around the block, been the Pro Bowl, you were all pro. I mean, you've, you've got some skins on the wall. I mean, you've accomplished some things. You've got a group of this, this group now and this defense – with this team and the expectations that are attached mm-hmm. to it. Uh, tell us what the, the vibe is in the locker room about that and your experience and how that intertwines. Um, the vibe is just basically not, not to feed into it, not to feed it to the noise. You know? And um, once you feed into it, then you start to put more weight on your shoulders than what you need to. And once you just get the call and make the plays and do what you need to do, I mean, sky's the limit. You, know, you ain't got to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. You've got... Big division games here, three in a row. You took care of business in the first one last Thursday. 
get that nice little mini buy here down the stretch. That had to feel good. Oh. And then, but then you, I mean, you know, these are going to be rock 'em sock 'em games with these mm -hmm. division opponents that are fighting for the same thing you guys are fighting for. How do you, how do you kind of walk into this? Because you know you want to treat every game that you're playing as the most important one when it's sitting there in front of you. But at the same time, you don't want to make it bigger than it is so you could stay focused on the task at hand. So how do you go into this Jets game, especially knowing they got you guys the first time? Um, just saying it's the next game. But also I want to state that every team in this division is pretty pretty good. Yeah. You know, they about 500, plus 500, you know. So we got to go in each and every game. We place we play in the division game knowing that, hey, this division is pretty tough and they they're coming after us. So – Coming this week, we know they're gonna come after us again and um, try to win it, try to win this game. So we got to just play hard, for, hard ball, and play our keys. Yeah, like one of the things I would ask you early in your career, Leslie Frazier was your head coach in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's and, rookie year, you're rookie <laughs> year, right? And then, and then now today, which just came out, he was he's now in the Black College Football Hall of Fame this mm -hmm. year, class of 2023. He's he's an accomplished guy. We talk about it. He's one of the legendary members of that '85 Bears team, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And now he he comes back after all these years, and he, he reaches out, and then you're playing under him again as defensive coordinator. How tell us about that relationship? Oh, man, it's a great relationship. I remember when I was a rookie, he, he just trusted and believed in me, you know, and um, gave me the opportunity to play as a rookie, to start as a rookie. You know, and, um, and knowing what I know now, if you have the opportunity coming in and starting. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, and starting when you're playing against Megatron, you know, he's like, that's a big guy. You know, that's right, a primetime right. guy. They trust <laughs> right. you to be on him. Right. So it's like, yeah, that, that shows a lot, like how much trust he, he had in me and um, to bring me here also is it kept it going from that relationship. You look at, you know, some of these young receivers the Jets have and that they're putting out there. Obviously, Garrett Wilson's kind of leading the charge for them over there. I'm sure you've seen a lot of young receivers, you know, come through this league that you've had to match up against. What is it about some of these rookies that seem to acclimate to the pro game real quick? Like Garrett Wilson is probably an yeah. example of that. Like 
He just kind of jumped in the league, hit the ground running. You know, do not pass go, do not collect $200. He's just rolling. Mm. Um, what, is there a common thread that you see in a lot of these rookie receivers that get it quick and mm-hmm. produce early? Is there a common thread that you find in some of these rookie receivers that just take to it and go? Um, from my experience, from what I'm seeing, it's, it starts in the offseason, you know, and I see guys from, like, high school, you know, working on their craft, knowing they want to be a receiver or a corner, and they're not playing, you know, quarterback or running back and going to play corner. They're playing one position, and they're mm. working on that position. from Specialized. From specializing that one position and just from high school and on out. So when I know when I was in um, high school, it was – I was playing running back. Right. I was playing quarterback. Right, 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 I was right, playing right, all yeah. different types. I was yeah. playing different positions. It's different That's now. The way it it's is. different now. Now <clears> these <throat> guys are really specializing in one position, and they sticking to it that, all the way to the college. That comes from also being at a big enough high school. I mean, if you come, you know, a small high school like the one I went to. I don't know what, what kind of high school you went to, but there ain't nobody else to play. I mean, mm-hmm. you you got to go, and if you're the best guy on both sides of the ball, you got to play both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. You do that to help your team win. It's part of the learning process of being a great teammate Mm -hmm. is doing everything you can. Um, I think it's a gift to be at a a larger school and being able to get quality coaching on a craft that you can continue to work at. And I think we see, and you can tell me now, uh, you came in 2013, I came in 20 years, 25 years before that. The players that are coming out now are way more polished. Way more polished. Way better. They're they're way better than than guys were when I was coming out. (laughs) Way more. Yeah. Because you look at uh, Wilson, uh, he come in and out his breaks. Like It seemed like he'd been in the league for a couple of years right. now. It looks effortless. It looks effortless. Like looks he, second nature. Yeah. yeah it's you like don't have it's to cra- think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, you know, with guys like that, you just, yeah. you know, you just play them, like play your technique. You know, you trust in yourself because he's going to definitely trust in him. So would you, if you had to describe him, would you call him a, a technician type player? I mean, obviously he has physical gifts, but mm-hmm. is his calling card being a precise, you know, a precision type route runner, or yeah. where he makes every route look the same, or what? What is, what is his bag? Yeah, precision type run, route runner. He's a great route runner. You know, he's like I say, getting out of his breaks, and once he make that first that first cut, it's explosive. The next two steps is is out of here. Like okay. you have to be on point. You know, and um, with that guy, you just can't blink. Like that was. <laughs> That what Vaughn say all the time. Don't blink. Yeah, yeah. And with him, mm-hmm. once you blink, I mean, he he just might get past you. So you got to keep your eyes on him at all times. Gotcha. Yeah, and this Jet game, this Jet team, um, really thrive. I mean, you got a Mike White coming in. They've been struggling. Zach Wilson was there early. Um, they've struggled to find a guy to take snaps, but they feel like they're going to rally around Mike. this young guy, this Mike White. Um, give us a sense. Now, you've probably been through this once or twice in your career where. You're on the other side of the ball. You know, mm-hmm. the offense has got their problem. They're trying to gather it up, and you're trying to rally around the guy. But on defense, you do the same thing. Even though the guy's not on the field with you, you still rally for the team mm-hmm. with a young quarterback, even when you're playing defense. Uh, like, so I'm talking about the Jet defense. Come, yeah. They're going to rise. I mean, this is a team that's driven by their defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're playing a Jet team that's going to – it's not their offense that's making it go. Yeah. So, with that, you just try to give give your quarterback – as much opportunities as much as possible so you can put points on the board so you put all that weight on your shoulders so your offense can go out there and control the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Xavier, I was looking it up to make sure I had this right. You played Mike White last year when you were with Indy, right? I did. And he, 
Like he kind of – did he come in in relief? He didn't start that game, did he? I don't – actually, he did. I think he, he did. Oh, yes, hurt. he did start he, the he game. Didn't, he ended up getting hurt. And he did get hurt. So he you didn't really even get to see much mm-hmm. of him on the field. Yeah, so how hurt. do you prepare when you really only have film to go off of, for the most part, number one, and then number two, you've got a limited amount of game film to go off of. I mean, he's got five starts mm-hmm. in his career. So how do you kind of try to really get a feel – like, you know, you play – Somebody like a Brady, mm-hmm. you've probably played him like 10 times. Like, you know what to expect. Yeah. How do you prepare for a guy like this with limited tape and limited on-field exposure? Um, you, first, you just look at the tendencies of the offense. And then after that, you just look at his tendency and who he like throwing to, okay. his check downs and everything else. But once you get that down, you know, how he ramp up, you know, who his favorite targets and, and, and who he like throwing to when he's under pressure. Like, things like that, you, you get a feel for and then after that, you know, like, uh, is he a check down quarterback? Is he yeah. like the one that like to take shots? Right. You know, you get that feel, and once you get a feel for that, then you know, you know what type of quarterback you're going against. Yeah. yeah. Give us a, all right. Last one for me. Just give us a synopsis of what you think this game should look like if it if it goes you guys' way. Uh, you know, what, what's this defense? Oh, I know what Coach Frazier's list is. <laughs> right? I mean, less yeah. than 17 points, right? right? right. 100% I mean, less than 17. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. definitely have to stop the run. Them guys been playing smash mouth football for a while now. Right. Definitely stop that. And not get Mike White going with 17. You know, that's yeah. going to be his guy. You mm-hmm. know, when, it's, when, it's, when he got to have it and he needs something to go for him, that's who he's going to. So we shut him down and stop Mike White from getting to him and shutting down the run, then – we win in this game. Awesome, All right. Man. That sounds good. good. Listen, Xavier, thanks for giving us some time here. Appreciate we appreciate it. you coming right off the field and staying right. rolling in here. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Stay healthy. Get a dub on Sunday. All yes, right. Sir. That's you. Xavier Rhodes joining us here on One Bills Live. We will turn now to a guy we already talked about, Leslie Frazier, who's, yeah, Leslie Frazier, who's uh, addressing the media in the wake of the announcement that he is going to the college, Black College Football Hall of Fame. Your reaction to finding out? Yeah, just uh, very humbled, Elena. Just, you know, I have so much respect for some of the names on that list and some of the guys that have gone before me. Some I played with, like Walter Payton and, and, and was around Harold Carmichael for a long time with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, just very humbled, um, honored, and almost at a loss for words. I just, uh, you know, never would I have thought growing up uh, that this honor would have would have come even when I was in college playing and you know we're battling every week trying to get wins and you're trying to do your best as a player not thinking that one day you know you'd be selected to the HBCU Hall of Fame and um, just uh, honored and, and very grateful and thankful yes what have you heard from players and other coaches here at the facility today yeah the players that are aware I mean they've been coming up and congratulating me and saying uh, congratulations uh, and, and and how much respect they have for the honor and the fact that and I was voted to the Hall of Fame. So they've been really, really good and, and very positive uh, all, the way, all the way around. Has it yeah. sunk in for you yet? <laughs> Not really. Uh, you know, you, uh, when I got the call yesterday and then even today when they uh, did the press release, you know, it's, you're in the midst of getting ready for a big ball game. So it's hard, Catherine, to really focus on it. Uh, but when I was driving home last night, I was just so much in awe of the fact that um, – that I've been chosen uh, for the Hall of Fame. And uh, it just 
just makes you very, very grateful and very thankful. Yes. Are you going to fire up your highlights for the guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be pulling up no highlights. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a great experience when I was at, in college at Alcorn State uh, with some great players and coaches who really deserve this honor as much as I do. My coaches, Coach Marino Chasm, my head coach, really was the inspiration for me. I mean, he challenged me and helped to shape me into who I am today. And I'll always be thankful for that experience. It was a great four years, and, um, and, and it's led to this, this moment. So very grateful. You've had a number of honors and accolades. What is special about this one? I think, Catherine, just when I look back and just know uh, what the history of black colleges is and what it has meant to uh, so many that look like me, and when I think about the great players that came before me and the impact they've had on the NFL, it just uh, humbles me to know that my name is by Mel Blunt or a Walter Payton or some of the other, Donnie Shell, some of the other great players uh, that have come before me. Just, uh, it means a lot. It means a lot to my college, uh, my, my, uh, my alma mater, Alcorn State, and you know other HBCUs. Uh, Across the, the, the country, uh, so uh, it's it's an it's an honor and one that I hope I'll be able to represent all historically black colleges and universities uh, in the right way. It means a lot in that respect. Who was it that called you? Like someone from the committee, another person in the a, hall a, of fame? a former Buffalo Bill, uh, James Shaq Harris, uh, <laughs> called me yesterday morning and uh, informed me of the news. So uh, from one Buffalo Bill to another Buffalo Bill, uh, it just. You know, was, and he, of course, being a, a, a Hall of Famer, uh, a Grambling State University graduate, uh, it was special coming from him. I've known him for many, many years. We always tease uh, when Gremlin and, Gremlin and Alcorn play one another. So uh, it was great to, to hear that and get that call from him. Um, Leslie, Bond was just on the McAfee show. Mm. He was asked about you. Okay. And he was talking about how impressed he's been with you and how much you know, he's watched your process and how much he's learned from you this year. When you have, like, a, a surefire future Hall of Famer come in like this, who's seen so much in this league and talk like that about you, I mean, does that kind of gratify to you in, in, in a sense? Yeah, I mean, I have so much respect for Vaughn. Not only uh, as a player, he's been obviously great for us uh, and unfortunate, you know, with his injury. But uh, just the, I've said this before, just the intangibles that he's brought to our team and, and what he's done with our young players. I uh, just have so much respect for how he goes about what he does and his process as well. And to hear you say that he had those words about myself, uh, I mean, it's, it's humbling to hear that. Uh, but I have a ton of respect for Vaughn and, and who he is and, and what he's accomplished in our league. Has your family seen how much you've worked over the years and that sort of thing? What was their reaction when you got to share that with them? Oh, man. Uh, my wife and kids are extremely uh, proud and, and, and happy. Uh, you know, just hearing from my son and my daughter and just, uh, and then my wife, who I met at Alcorn State, uh, just, they were elated and excited, uh, and they were as excited about the nomination as, as the, uh, actually, the, the induction. So uh, just a proud moment, very proud moment. Yes. All right, so that's Bill's defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, talking about the announcement that he is part of the 2023 induction class for the Black College Football Hall of Fame due to his pretty productive three-year college career at Alcorn State where he had 20 interceptions in three seasons. <laughs> that's and that's, that, a lot. that's racking him up. And, you know, that's back when 
They usually only had about 10, 11 game seasons. So 20 picks in about 30 games, that's, that's getting some work done. Yeah, that's, that's a good number. And, <laughs> and he went on also to have, you know, a good, really good pro career and was part of that legendary team there. And, and is, of course, he's been uh, a head coach in the NFL and a, an outstanding member of whatever coaching staff he's been a part of for, what, 35 years. And revered in that Buffalo locker Universally room. respected and revered and, and uh, loved by his, the players who play for him and the coaches who coach with him. Yeah, so congrats to Coach Frazier. Really happy for him. Um, the one thing I forgot to ask Xavier Rhodes, Steve, this team has not played a home game in like a month. Yeah, it's been a while. It's amazing. It's been a minute, yeah. They've only played four home games through the first 12 this season, due mainly to the fact that the home game against Cleveland got relocated to Detroit. But even then, you're talking four home games, and we've got five left. Five games left. Um, you know, they've, they've obviously got the Jets and the Dolphins coming up here, back-to-back home games right. for the first time this season, I think. And then you've got the one at the end against the Patriots. But you still have the Bears and the Bengals on the road. So Yeah, <clears throat> that's if you count the Cleveland Browns game as a road. It was yeah. supposed to be a home game. Yeah, it, it was wasn't. a road game for my road money. Ga- yeah, it was a road game. You and for everybody that was supposed to be at <laughs> the Cleveland right. game. This is the only time this year they've got back-to-back home games, the Jets and Dolphins, because of the Cleveland uh, relocation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then they got two road. It's like we spent the entire season on the road. It's felt that way. You got two home, you got three home games out of your last five at home. Okay, that's great. Except that, you know, the last three weeks of the season, two of those are on the road at Chicago and at Cincinnati. It's, it's, yeah, it feels like they've been on the road the entire. You remember the Pittsburgh game, I guess. What other game do we have here? That seems like it was in August. Yeah, and the the Minnesota game. The Minnesota game. And the Packers. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, the Packers game, the Tennessee game. It's like like a lifetime ago, it feels like. Oh, my gosh. Oh my like, gosh! I was saying to myself, like, it does heck? feel like they've been I was on like, the road. Like, when forever. was I in the stadium last? I mean, it feels like it's forever. It's nuts. It's crazy. I, I just I couldn't get my head around it, and mm-hmm. I actually had like I had to actively think. Like the last time we were in the building was November thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be December tenth. That's a month. this weekend. It's been a month or eleventh. I mean, it's bizarre. It's yeah. just flat out bizarre. 
But, man, some home cooking is going to be good for the Bills. We know the fans will be in a froth for that thing. So uh, it's nice. get it's your a, lungs ready, it's everybody. Nice, it's a 1 o'clock game. At, like, we have, like, one of those this year. It's the last <laughs> 1 o'clock home game. It's the last one because uh, because of the Miami game getting moved to 815 next Saturday night. Yeah. We haven't even really had we haven't really done that game justice yet. We'll get into that next week, Absolutely. I know, but yeah. man, oh man. Okay. And that's going to come up on us fast coming one day early to boot. Can we catch just win this game, yeah. bro sleeve? Just win it. I got you. I'm with you. Break time for us. Steve and I to close things up next year on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. So we all know that the Bills' new stadium, which goes up in 2026, will be across Abbott Road in what is now a parking lot over by ECC South. Well, the Bills' video team put together a video marking the 50-yard line spot in that parking lot to give everybody a little sense of perspective so we're going to play some of that for our MSG viewing audience now, That's now. the spot right there. Middle of the 50-yard line is where that flag is planted. I guess it's going to be there for the game on Sunday, right? Were they going to leave it there? Oh, they're leaving it there, I think, yeah. until 2026, probably. Yeah, 2026, the stadium opens, and uh, boom diggity, here we go. Yeah, just trying to provide some perspective, build a little positive anticipation. momentum. Anticipation, I, I, sure. I still think, I, yes, it's going to be a big adjustment for all of us to get used to a new stadium, and it's going to be different. It's going to, not going to be the old stadium. I, you're gonna, I think we're, we're going to love it. We are absolutely going to love it. And if you want to go, you're going to be able to go. It's not going to be $10,000 a ticket or anything like that. I mean, um, there, are, there are seats in this stadium that, you can't, that I can't afford. So, you know, it's going to be the same. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, I got to wait. You got to wait a little bit. <laughs> it's going to be a little fun. bit. It's going to be great. I just I hope I'm around to enjoy it. <laughs> My God, we just went morbid there, Steve. I, I, you know, I, hey, Steve. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone okay. 2026, right? That's I do know what's going to happen I'm tomorrow because on the show tomorrow, we're going to have Greg Cosell. We'll have Daryl Talley and Micah Hyde. You don't want to miss it. We'll see it one. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.